Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to 32 Stands in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. My favorite of the 32 episodes every single year. Mm. We get to talk about how much better the Jets quarterbacks are than the other teams. The receivers are better. E T S. Jets, yeah. Jets, Jets. Back right. as um, not every year, but uh, he was here last year, among other guests, is Jared Jerome. Jared, welcome back to 32 Pants. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I've been taking a lot of abuse for that uh, Sam Darnold take about a year ago. Mm, I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure you'll be very rational about Zach Wilson's uh, likelihood of success, right? I'm much more subdued on him, uh, I think, because of that. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I see. Fool me once. Yeah, we yeah. we uh, we booked this on like one minute's notice. I was like, Jared, are you available this second? He's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then Alex wasn't available. But here we are. Twelve twenty yeah. at night. Here we are. Now, I thought we were just discussing uh, pulling a split squad, uh, a split squad. Excuse okay, me. yeah. So Alex just finished watching White Lotus, which I guess will be about a week old by the time this airs. And he really wants to talk about it. And I mean, White Lotus it- season finale. I have some takes. Woo! Do I have some takes? So, so, so you want to do a podcast about White Lotus with one of our other fans right now? Yeah. And I want to ditch you guys and you guys. Can talk Is he available? Fans. Is he available to do it? I don't know. I I just finished the episode. Ask him. Why do you ask him? Ask okay. him if he's available. All right. You if guys talk about the Jets for a second while I go look if I can. Uh, yeah, we'll leave. talk about the Jets. Yeah. All right. Um. So, Jared, what have you seen from Zach Wilson so far? Not a lot. I mean, I mean, I saw the one quarter and one one quarter and like three extra plays of uh, the, the first preseason game. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I said on, on our group, right, when I saw that, I mean, it was it was the quintessential you learned nothing from this. So, I mean, nothing bad happened. Nothing impressed me that much. He has a very good arm, but he's the second pick in the draft and everything that was said about him and everything you could see at BYU shows that he had a good arm. He didn't make like any incredible reads for my, in my opinion, but he didn't make any mistakes. He sort of hit mm-hmm. his check downs. He made a couple of you know, not much. I mean, did, I you, watch, did you rewatch the tape? I watched it once. I watched it once, mm-hmm. but you, you're a tape watcher. Sometimes you'll, you'll, uh, Really go play by play and, and try and see what what we well, got. Well, ironically, as you may recall, uh, I did that like at the end of the you know as we all of us Jet fans were assuming we were getting the number one pick last year, mm-hmm. and you know and and even and for most of the college season, even if somehow they you know lucked into a couple of wins and ended up with the number two pick, as ended up happening, it was probably going to be Fields at the two spot. And I don't know if you remember, but there was that bowl you know in that um 
in that in that playoff game between uh, Clemson and Ohio State, mm-hmm. I like literally like live WhatsApp messaged our Jets group uh, like every single play that each quarterback was making throughout the. Uh, throughout the game. Do you remember that? And I yeah, was like, yeah. I was like ranking from like one to 10. Like it was just like a, a handoff. I'd be like, okay, you, you know, handoff, like five. Mm-hmm. Average. Yeah, I do remember that. And it was like a bomb that, you know, whatever. And Fields had a great game that game. I, I me personally from just watching that game, wasn't going to jump off Lawrence who like everybody picked as like the number one guy, you know, to Fields, but like Wilson wasn't even on my radar at that time. So you know, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I watched a ton of, I mean, I didn't watch any live BYU games. And obviously, you know, I'm sure as mo- uh, like most Jeff fans, I watched a lot of, you know, tape and and uh, highlights and stuff of, of Wilson. But, you know, like I'm tired of this. Like we don't know, you know, like we. I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, you know, it's like we just don't know with these guys. We've been through it a million times with, with, Jet, with the Jets guys. And yeah, this, you know, I, I was a big Donald fan and I still am. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not totally backing off that. Obviously, he had a Everything went wrong last year. It was the worst possible scenario. He started the season with no wide receivers. Uh, you know, it was bad enough the wide receivers they had when they were healthy, but, like, the top five guys were not healthy. So they were basically didn't even have, like, practice squad guys as their wide receivers. But whatever, I'm not here to make a million excuses for him. We'll see what happens in Carolina. But the point is, I still don't know with him. I still see a lot of talent in him. And to me, it's so much, except for a few guys who are elite, elite, like the Mahomes or the Rogers of the world, or some guys who are just not cut out to be, you know, NFL quarterbacks, like a Nathan Peterman or something like that. Almost everyone in the middle is very close to me. And it has to do with what kind of system they're in, what kind of coach they have, what kind of, you know, obviously roster they have, what kind of weapons they have. And Almost any guy, in my opinion, can end up being very good or be a complete failure, almost completely based on situation. I've, I've become more and more, you know, to that thinking over the years. So what do you think about that in general? Yeah, I'm, I, I'd, I'd say I am cautiously pessimistic about Wilson just because we've been burned with Sanchez, with Gino. I mean, we weren't burned with Hackenberg because we knew he was bad from the first minute. Right. And then um, and then with uh, uh, what's it called with um Darnold. Uh, with with obviously with Sam Darnold. So I, I I'm I do think his upside's higher. Again, he's the highest pick we've had of any of those guys. So who knows? Something uh, I re- I have been able to get a good sense of, and I don't know that this matters, but I'm really into this kind of stuff. Like, what what's your sense in terms of who was a better ranked prospect within their you know just straight up between Darnold and Zach Wilson? Oh, I think it's it's hard to say. I think it was definitely Darnold. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to say because Wilson came on. Darnold was like considered for that first pick. And, you know, yeah. right, right. Darnold down to like the last week, Darnold was expected to be the first pick in the 18 draft. Remember, he had that yeah. workout in the rain and everybody was going crazy. And I was like pissed off because I wanted him. And then the Browns were for sure going to get him. And then Mayfield came up ahead of him. But so but I don't think I think he, I think he was very safe. Well, well, obviously not very safe because he didn't end up being it. But I guess he could still. I think it was borderline. But even but that's so, I think you were. Yeah, he was viewed as a he was viewed Mayfield. as a very high high floor guy. Yeah. Or you're saying a very safe prospect, mm-hmm. not very yeah. safe as the number one pick. Yeah. Right. But, but but also I think the argument was that this year was a better draft class. So in other words, Lawrence was ahead of anybody in the 18 class. Yeah. That's and true. then you can argue Fields and Wilson. You could argue, I'm not saying that's what I'm asking. Maybe Fields and Wilson and Lance and whoever else were also higher than anybody in that class. So I'm saying mm-hmm. the point is it's close. So the point is like, yeah, I mean, 
so yeah, I'm, I, I was more excited about Darnold when we drafted him than I was Wilson. Let me put it that way. I mean, he scares me. There are things about him that scared me. His size, um, you know, the, the weak competition, you know, all the things everybody's heard who follows, follows the draft stuff. You know, I'm not like a draft expert with college football, so I'm not here to tell mm-hmm. you I'm, I'm reading his, you know, I know about his secondary reads and tertiary reads and things like that he obviously has a good arm but it annoys me when people go gaga they show this video and he like shows throws across his body six but we've gone we've we've gone through that that with darnold it's the same people it's the you know brian baldingers of the world like uh dan dan orlovsky the same people who were gushing over sam darnold for three years are like oh look at you know so three years i guess two and a half before last season you guys were still gushers yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, you no, guys wanted him over Josh Allen last year, and it wasn't even a debate. And by the way, I'm not even sure I disagree with you necessarily. Yeah, we're agreeing with that. I, I mean, I, I mean, well, I am. I keep 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 dumped him. So I mean, I keep gets a lot of abuse for the Darnold love. It was mostly me. Okay, it was mostly me. I was extremely high on him. But we had, I mean, Chester, you have all the numbers. Like Darnold was a b- very much a below average quarterback in his first two seasons. But based on his age and his surroundings. And if you watched him, it was reasonable to think that he could have, that he would still have a good career. What happened last year was unexpected. I mean, people did not expect him to have the worst year of his career in year three, but he had the worst setup. He had the worst situation as I was, you know, talking about in the beginning and it happened. It is what it is. And again, we'll see what happens in Carolina. Let me ask you this. What, what, what do you guys think about Carolina's situation? Let's just say Donald was in on the jets now or Carolina now, which he is, where do you think he has a better, uh, opportunity to reach his potential, whatever that may be. Well, I think he needed to move. So I think automatically it's Carolina, but he has a well, slightly more proven coach and he has slightly better receivers and a much better running back. And they have, I mean, they don't have worse tight ends than the Jets. You, sure. you think the Carolina receivers are better than the Jets receivers? And I guess, we yeah, can... I think that's close. Wait, yeah, it's are not, you serious? It, yeah. yeah, it's not close. Well, the one thing Alex is sort of unaware of is that the Jets have the greatest receivers since Jerry Rice on their team. <laughs> yeah, Elijah yeah. Moore, yeah. Elijah Moore training camp is getting reviews like I've never seen in my 30 years as a Jet fan. So here we go. So so it was Darnold I'm last even... time, and now it's going to be Elijah Moore. And I'm totally with you, Keith, as you no. know. I'm totally Elijah Moore you. already. I mean, AJ a. Brown, you know, is basically says he's better than him. Right. Uh, like we could be talking about. I don't want to say better than Jerry Rice. We could be talking about like. <laughs> The Mount Rushmore of like Don Hudson, Rice, Randy Moss, and Elijah Moore. We could be yeah, I think I, I think I half jokingly um, uh, described him as the speed of Bob Hayes, the hands of Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. the longevity of Jerry Rice. Ideally, yes. And let's just give him the size and strength of Brandon Marshall, even though it's blatantly untrue. Well, that's so- actually why, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is he is unfortunately uh, already in. But yeah, other than small. that. Other than no, that, you watch, you watch, you watch everybody. Yeah, you watch a video of him at Ole Miss, and like, I wasn't like paying attention to him like in the draft process because I knew the Jets were obviously picking the quarterback, obviously at two, and I was expecting him to pick an offensive lineman. You know, certain where were they before they moved up? I'm forgetting now what their exact where were their their second first round pick was it? Tw- mm, where they twenty one or nineteen? Yeah, they, they, were, were, tw- the they were twenty one, but they twenty one, right? Yeah, yeah, they moved to fourteen. But I'm saying either either one. I was expecting them. Now, obviously, I, I did not like to pick. The uh, the trade with your team, Alex. No, because, nobody yeah. liked that. Yeah, yeah, because we well, probably could have gotten very tough. Because a lot of people, you took the guy that should have went at twenty one, and we took the guy we were going to take at fourteen. It was a right, yeah, trade. and we probably could have got him twenty one. We definitely could have got him at like eighteen. Yeah, very odd trade. trade. I think anyway. no, I think the 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 
I think everyone agrees they would not he would not have fallen to twenty one. But my argument is, so what? Like we yeah. don't know which guard right. is Inle- right. Of course, take unless, the second best guard from the draft. And yeah, he, unless he, they like had a spoiler that he's in the Hall of Famer. I don't know why. Right, they have to make right, that right. But people, uh, sort he of also act, didn't play in the in all the these like Jets podcasts that or whatever that I listen to all act like. Yeah, you had to make that trade. I don't understand the analytics were wrong, but you had to make that trade because he's gonna be the Hall of Fame. Like you don't know that there's a 50-50 right. chance it'll be better right. than the like Quentin. Quentin Nelson was going to be Hall famer and he went you know he went in the sixth pick that we traded right right, right. so so yeah so i didn't like the trade but but the point i was making about um and Holson, hopefully he's great we'll see he hasn't really been on the field that much so far but we'll see but the point i was making was i didn't really have my i, I knew about like the top receivers you know the uh the two alabama guys and and uh and and you know chase from lsu and like i wasn't paying really attention to to more because i wasn't expecting the jets to be you know dipping into the receiver market that early but then after they drafted him i looked at the uh tape of him and it's like unbelievable alex you should yeah. look at it like it's like Anal- the analytics like, love him game. the tape loves him and he was like un- unguardable in camp so. yeah he looks like a video game it's like he catches the ball at full speed going across the middle and just like stops and turns on a dot like whatever i mean anybody could look at it and listen he was obviously an early pick, so he obviously this talent can I, there can i but- can i tell you guys something we're optimistic on i want to go a little quickly just because we could do five hours on the jets and we only have 32 minutes I, I actually think, other than the fact that they literally don't have a backup five hours on this wide receiver whose name I refuse to learn. Elijah Moore. Yeah. I mean, you should know it because he, I mean, like, yeah. you should spend take, take at him least $20 folks. on him in fantasy. Take yeah. him in fantacy, folks. So, um, over under, are known commodities. <laughs> over under Elijah Moore yeah. for his career receptions. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll put it at 25. 25? <laughs> he might have 25 in, in week two. Yeah. Well, keen that, keen observers of the podcast remember we had a Lawrence Cager, Lawrence Lawrence Cage, yeah, at Lawrence I think one point five career reception. I don't think he's going to make the team this year, Lawrence Cage. At least but, he's still in the mix. At least he he's in still mix. in the mix. Yeah. Does he have a reception yet? I don't Did think he, so. I don't. I think he maybe got on the Harold liked him. That was Harold. Yeah, Harold Rosengard was a was. All right, a now very I remember Elijah Moore from the draft. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Now. I mean, he's very good, but yeah. but maybe he won't be better than Terry Rice. He'll be slightly. Yeah. It'll be close. It'll Here's be close. the thing I like about the Jets in this 17 game season that we no, have. But had in a while. seriously, I'll give him over under for this season receptions. This season, I will give yeah. him um, 50 and a half. I mean, that's tough. He's already injured. <laughs> oh, by the way, Cager had two two catches last. Oh, he did. So he went over. Oh, wow. Okay. He went over. Yeah, monstrous. That was on 35. So you really extrapolate that if, you know, he was able, good enough to get on the field. <laughs> I'll take the over on that. I mean, that's a high number for a rookie. I'll, I'll take the over on that. I think he's I mean, he, be- he might have helped. Like he is the only problem is he is small. Like you know, he's got to play. So the, know, Alex, I was, games. We're kidding around. But, you know, but the serious part is like it's literally become like a joke where like the beat reporters want to not talk about him after every single practice and like the OTAs and training camp. But like, they keep saying like, I'm sorry, but we have to open with more because he's like making, he's the best player out there every single time. So yeah. again, it doesn't mean anything, but obviously for us to have, we have nothing to be excited about that. Right. The thing, the yeah. things I like about it's, this team, honestly, it's so hard to predict. Like, I mean, you look at the receivers last year's draft. Okay. Yeah. From yes. when we, okay. Henry, Can we Ruggs, go over 32 minutes here. Whatever you want. Yeah. Henry Ruggs okay. went first among the receivers. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. again, jury's out, but he didn't exactly like the world. No, I, I think the jury is it's not out out, but it you know, he, he's in trouble. Henry Ruggs. Okay. He's, he, he big, helped the Jets a lot last year. Yeah, he's in big that, trouble. Like, getting big that trouble. buzzer beater touchdown to keep their winless streak alive. He's his, in big te- trouble. his teammate from Alabama, Jerry Judy. He was OK. He wasn't he didn't like the world. I would fire. say he Judy's in huge trouble in huge trouble. Yeah, I'd say I I'd say so. he had a good people are, season. No, he did not. He dropped like as many balls. As anybody Judy's in big trouble. I'd say Judy and Ruggs. 
They well, what, do you mean, what do you mean they're in big trouble? Yeah, I don't like, know what I, you mean. In terms of being a star? In terms of becoming a star, I'd say Judy and Ruggs, it's not looking good for either of them. No, I think... I think that's I, the view around the league also. I'm not saying Judy's know. a star, but he's he, he he's not in the same situation as Ruggs. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not I'm not bullish on either guy. I Judy mean, had, as like receivers. Judy, Judy had 850 yards as a rookie. That's not bad. With bad quarterback. That's more than yeah, Rice yeah. had. What are you talking about, Akiba? Yeah, I don't think you're being fair, Akiva. Yeah, I think you're right. And even Ruggs, I mean, we don't, we haven't seen enough to know that he's not. Jerry Judy had 113 passes thrown to him. I could catch 52 passes off. All right, okay. (laughs) Look who was throwing them though. Drew Locke just went nuts in preseason yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Don't ask why the Broncos are the one team. The fact that the Panthers didn't play Darnold in the preseason was insane to me. You got to protect him. He's too good for the preseason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they really love. They love Darnold more than me. I mean, this like they're unbelievable. I mean, I almost I highest drop rate in the league. Jerry Judy. I almost think it was like Seinfeldian when um, when the Panthers called the Jets and they said, "Well, offer you a fourth pick," and and then like you know the Jets are about to do the Kramer. We'll take it. <laughs> the Kramer, right? Yeah. And then they're like, "No, no, we're offering you a second round pick also." Um. All right, Ceedee Lamb next. Um. You know he had a very good season, obviously. Yeah. Um. Jalen Rager, disaster of a season for the Eagles. One pick ahead mm-hmm. of Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You know, has the most yards for a receiver. Yeah, the Eagles already had to pick another receiver. Yeah. Brendan Ayuk had a very good season. I mean, he's yeah, Ayuk looks good. Numbers, looks but yeah. 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 T. Higgins had a great season. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's two Pitt- straight years of lo- a lot of good receivers, honestly. Yeah. They flooded the league. With good yeah. Uh, Michael Pittman on the Colts. He was hurt a little bit. That's um, not great. Yeah, I mean, he, he's okay, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's but he's a second round pick. You're not like giving up or, you know, drawing conclusions. But some of these guys were really good, especially in 2019. Yeah. Uh, LaVisca Chanel had, had a, I mean, it's garbage time, but he put up some nice numbers. He might be good. Yeah. Like he has a chance. KJ Hamler <laughs> had some moments. He was pretty good in, in moments. I mean, he doesn't have fancy numbers, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, he has a chance. Chase Claypool was great for Pittsburgh. Yeah. For like three games, but yeah. Mim- no, Mims is- he had he nine disappeared. Yeah, but he, they were all in three games. Like okay, he did fine. disappear at the end of the year. But yeah. I mean, they had a lot of. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. I mean, these are all first and second round picks. Van Jefferson on the Rams. Well, did you didn't get much. to Denzel Mims, who we should talk yeah. about. And, it's, and it's then very dead last weird. is Denzel Mims. Yeah. Well, Mims on the field looks like he should be as good as almost all those guys. Mm. He's a big guy. He, he runs he, like very smoothly. He actually looks a lot like Brandon Marshall. I'm not saying he's going to be yes. as good as yeah, he, he does. <laughs> no, no, but, <laughs> but, him but he might not make both the future team. Alex. Famers, no, Alex, okay. he might not make the team. He doesn't right. know like he doesn't know the playbook. It's very weird. Okay. Like he like that's how bad it is. Like he played in the fourth quarter of the first game of the preseason and he didn't play the first few quarters. So, yeah. And like the beat writers are openly like he might not make the team. I mean, he threw a few passes and he looked great. That's what's weird. It's weird. I think I think he's I think he was behind. There was a story. You'd have to guess in the in the locker room. He must be a nightmare also because like you don't fall that far. Like he doesn't have to be a starter. And there's got, you know, uh, more is going to play. Jamison Crowder is a pro. Corey Davis had a monster year last year. Keelan, Keelan Cole, Cole is a professional receiver. Alex, so like, a, you don't think this is a deep receiving group? It is very deep. There's no, no like, it's superstars it's, it's, right the, now. It's better than Darnold ever had. Yeah, it's better than Darnold had. It's the, I definitely take it over New England and Houston and Philly. And they don't have tight ends. But if Those you exclude garbage. tight ends, there's more teams I take it over. Right. But there are a lot of good receivers right now. So what Keith was going to say before, I'll say it for him, is that they're deep across the board. I mean, they're not good across the board, but yeah. they're kind of deep across the board. And I think except the quarterback where they don't have a backup. Right. Literally no backup center, <laughs> like a couple positions. But right. yeah, there's a couple so people think, that can't I, afford to lose. I think your point was going to be in a longer season with the COVID stuff. And Absolutely. It helps yeah. them a little yeah, they're bit. They're deeper. They've been in a while. The defensive line could be the like one of the best in the league and, and almost certainly will be the strength of the team. 
Carl now, Lawson. Course, we've literally said that for 10 years. And it's no, sort of, but it has been the strength of the team. Right, yeah, I know, I know, been. I know. But so it's Carl been Lawson good. has it's been good. unblockable in, in training camp to the point where it's actually concerning because their left tackle, Makai Becton, their first round pick last year, truly cannot block him. So right. it's like Carl now. So you'll say, oh, does that mean he's bad? Well, Carl Lawson led the league last year in quarterback knockdowns. Hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I, can I put a thumb in this for a second? Yeah. Because you guys are going out on how incredible this team is. So I want to give you their position. No, we're not. We're not doing that. We're not. They're we're so just telling you about the, some of the players to okay, get excited their defense, about. They if, have you're the, in a, if you're in an IDP league, you know, they we have want the you to know about Carl Lawson. They have the 31st ring secondary in football. Okay. We're well, going to get to the secondary. To be fair, it's much worse this year. Yes. Okay. It's, it's much worse. worse. It's definitely 32nd ranked. I don't see how it could possibly. I mean, you, that, are, you are correct, Akiva, that the defensive line is the strength of this team. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's positional ranking 21. Well, they no, switched. They moved crazy. to a 4-3. That's crazy. There, are, that's crazy. there are very few teams in the league that would not take their personnel right now. Okay. Carl well, Lawson, Lawson it, it, led the NFL last year in, in quarterback hits. Okay. He only had seven sacks. So, like, people didn't give him awards. Yeah. But he no, led the a, league in quarterback can I, hits. Let me read Quinn a little. Williams, let me read Williams you a little, the number a little three pick. Uh, squib here. The front seven is New York's top-ranked unit, primarily yeah. based on the addition of Carl Lawson, arguably the most talented player on the roster. Yeah. And the addition of Mosley. Okay. Yeah. Mo, Mo, again, Mosley's played three quarters in two years. CJ Mosley, okay. one of the highest paid linebackers in the league. Foley Fadakasi was a top 100 player for Pro Football Focus last year. He's a backup for the top, team. top run stopper. And then you the, have the, John The Frank 31st Long. ranked secondary is likely to struggle again as there were no offseason. Wait, 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 we're not up to that yet. No, we're yes. They did that. not. I mean, they made what's weird is they had a lot of fifth and sixth round picks, and some of those guys are the really best quarterback, play. Brian Poole, was not reset. Wait, we're all over the place. Let's one well, thing. No, I want to. I want to comment on the. Carl you guys are Lawson. talking about this is like it's the 2009 nope. Jets defense or something. No, we're really not. We're I really, mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not. I don't okay. think he. I think uh, so. Just the Carl Lawson Mackay Becton thing. It's interesting because like a lot of the people are trying to spin it positive. Like you know when the teams are battling against each other, someone's going to do well and someone's going to do poorly. And is that good or bad? You know, it's that old thing. So like, do we want Mackay Becton there? Like you know, premier supposed left tackle that's supposed to protect now was. Darnold now Wilson forever for 10 years do we want him to be like dynamic or do we want like the free agent pass rusher they brought him to be dynamic I would rather like oh, of course you wouldn't I would rather, rather Beckton be, yeah of course be, right so and the thing is so people say well um what's his name Lawson is like more of a short stocky guy and and Beckton is so big so it's like a bad matchup for him but he's not gonna have to face that's a that's bullshit. Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they're ten teams that have a Carl or like Watt or whoever. All these other top, yeah, you know, yeah. right? They're they're better than him or as good as him for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's not good, and it's not a good sign. Now it doesn't mean he's not going to be good, but maybe it just maybe it really is just a bad matchup for him. But that's what we have to put our, pin our hopes in because otherwise you can't have Mackay Becton stinking because that's like the only like jewel of last year's draft. And if last year's draft is a total bust, and we just talked about Mims already which is not looking good right now, even though I do like how he looks, but apparently the team doesn't, which matters more. Becton needs to be a stalwart. Yeah. One good new, one piece of good news also is like some of the starters on last year's offensive line, which to be fair was not good, but are backups now. And I, that is a good sign. It's like right. you well, can tell there's more depth. Right. Guys that's like George Fan, Alex Lewis, who's not really with the team right now, but he was a solid starter last year and, and is having personal issues. Like those are the backups, you know, so that's not bad. But yes, the positions where they're bad, they're comically bad. At cornerback, they have a bunch of UDFAs, including the other Lamar Jackson, who are going to be getting big minutes. That's really bad. Their safeties are fine. Marcus May is a star. Lamarcus Joyner star. Uh, is 
Well, I mean, Marcus May is, you know, it, it, he's a he's a top ten safety. I would yeah, say. He's, oh, top easily. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Marcus you guys May moved out from Jamal Adams fast. I had to hear about how great he was for like you know two years. I mean, well, May May wildly outplayed he... Adams last year. Eh, I don't, is that true? I yeah, mean, oh yeah, according to everybody, Adam, yeah. Adams May played had pretty a good, good for for Seattle last. Year. I mean, there was there was a significant difference between that. No, uh, Adams that played defense. very poorly in coverage. May played. There was well a over very the significant difference between that team's performance when he was on and off the field. Much yeah, more no, so Adams than is, Adams is a, a I mean, historically unique. Player, right, Adams is but, a box corner who who rushes the passer. May is a deep, you know, is more of a free safety kind of a box safety rather. Who Adams made tackles three point, uh, uh, like an average of three point three yards per play. Obviously, by far the most of any secondary player, but also would have been like fifth among linebackers. Yeah, like listen, he, Adams is unique. You talent, want negativity, so, but, and Keith just addressed it. The cornerback room is a joke. Yeah, there's, it is. It, is, it might be the worst position of any team in the league other than our tight end position. <laughs> CB1. Well, your tight end position is like a tradition at this point. And yeah, 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 at this point, like if the Jets had a good tight end, they'd probably have to trade him. They wouldn't know. Got I don't know if there's a tight end coach in the room. I don't know, like <laughs> if they're encouraged to be good or what. I mean, Tyler Croft, who was like the third guy for the Bills for a while, like he might end up getting you know. In the, back to the secondary, CB one, like like putting in blood, is a fifth round draft pick last year, Bryce Hall, who mm-hmm. played decently. He played okay, but that's a fifth round second year player. After that, they have a sixth-round third-year player, Bless Austin, battling it out with yeah, like Bless Austin played very well as a, as a rookie, and then was a nightmare last year. Right, with two sixth-round rookies and like three undrafted rookies. Yeah. A, an undrafted rookie named Lamar Jackson, an undrafted rookie named Javelin. Well, Javelin Gidry is the slot guy. He, yeah, he's the slot, but he's like a starting slot guy. He's a UDFA right. from last. He actually like, had a very good rookie season last year. He did have a good rookie season. There, yeah, they have they drafted two guys named Michael Carter. Both will play probably one as right. a backup uh, defensive back. One is like the back, like could get big, you know, big touches as the starting running back. The running back thing is also tricky for the fantasy people out there. Like Tevin yeah. Coleman is ostensibly the starter, but like also has a chance to like, you know, I think he'll make the team, but like it, nothing is guaranteed for him. This guy Ty Johnson they took from Detroit, I like and then Ty he, Johnson. And then he like randomly him. had a hundred yard game last year. Like he, he has a chance. Michael Carter, uh, the running back's the one from Duke, right? One Josh Adams and, and Perrine. Yeah, also Michael, uh, they they yeah, Perrine. I'm sorry, Perrine. Yeah, Perrine. Thank you. They have like basically five guys who are all interchangeable. Bad, yeah, and it all and it all det- or average, and it and it's mm-hmm. all a matter of as is usually. Yeah. I wouldn't spend I wouldn't spend much money no, on it on yeah, a no, Jets yeah, RB. No, no, I mean, no, eventually one of them might have some value, but I wouldn't I wouldn't even try and guess who, who that. Do would. not open the season with any Jets running back for fantasy. I mean, yeah. absolutely so, not. So uh, C.J. Mosley played three quarters in of uh, the first game of 2019 was basically the best player in the NFL in those three quarters, has not stepped on the field basically since he opted out last year due to COVID. Also made a weird comment that he didn't want to get the vaccine. He did ultimately get vaccinated, but a guy who cared enough about COVID to skip the, <laughs> the 2020 season was hesitant about the vaccine. Interesting well, that, uh, comment. Would have kept that, that one to myself. That really, that really annoys me because like we just basically <laughs> pushed his contract back a whole year. Yeah, and right, and and like right, and those players still get fully paid. They just and it was know, all BS, so he could just. So now we're going to be paying like that. a forty-year-old linebacker at some point. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what? One thing the Jets did, Alex. Is, Alex, you still with us, or do we bore yeah, you? No, I'm here. So they drafted because they had like a zillion middle-round draft picks. They right. drafted uh, two college strong safeties and they're converting both to linebacker and like both played great in the preseason. I know it's just the preseason, but like both of them might play major snaps Two college linebackers in the fifth and sixth round. Uh, Sherwood and uh, Nasrul, uh, Nasrul Dean, Nasrul Dean. And, and both those guys 
have a chance to like legitimately play this year. So that's that's an interesting strategy. The thing about new coach Robert Sala's defense is that they say that it's very important for the linebackers to be good in coverage. So as Keeve just said, they drafted like bigger safeties to play linebackers. And then also Mosley lost like 20 pounds. I think he's down to like 230. I I forgot exactly what the number is, but he lost like 20 plus pounds from like his career playing weight to also fit into this system. And they also got Jared Davis from the Lions, who was sort of like a first round bust. Uh, Supposedly they think they can sort of, uh, you know, revamp his career and everything. So, you know, it's like everything. It's like schemes and you similar with the offensive line. They have a bunch of like zone run blocking guys who they're like, you know, that's why. So like. Again, so this is football. This is actually, this actually leads me to an interesting thing. So I find myself, you know, people who listen to this podcast and make fun of me for loving Darnold and thinking now that we're loving the Jets and everything like that. I am absolutely, as a, as a guy who has loser teams through and through for almost my entire life, I am not this like pie in the sky, you know, rose colored glasses fan who like overrates his team and everything like that. I never do with the Knicks. I never do with the Mets. And, and all the, and you know, for the most part, I'm usually either around what most people say, or maybe even a little bit underrating them. But for some reason, I found that with the Jets, I tend to over it. Not that I think they're great, but I tend to overrate them. If they're terrible, I think they'll just be bad. If they're average, I'll think they'll be good. And I'm not sure why, but I was thinking about it a little bit. I think the reason is because in football, there's so much more unknown in terms of how the coaching staffs run different systems in terms of the players being younger, right? So in football, you rely so much more on this year's draft class, but especially last year's draft class. How were they as rookies? They weren't expected to be good, but now that they're second year players, what kind of jump are they going to make? And a lot of it is, unless you're a team that's established, that's been good for three, four years, and you know, you have X number of stars and X number of pro bowls there. And you can, can, you can confidently say this team is going to be a 12 and four team or a 13, three team. And you could also confidently, say most bad teams are going to be bad teams but there's always room for like you know extra hope because this guy that we drafted in the second round last year he showed signs at the end of the year and this guy we drafted in the third year two rounds ago two years ago he showed signs in the last five games and there's a lot of like room i think i just i'm talking this out but i think there's a lot of room for you know building up your positivity and your hope and your you know optimism and everything you know in spring in 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 training camp and in preseason and everything like that and i think that's why i find myself and that's probably why most fans are higher on their again unless you guys have a different theory for this or just completely disagree with it but i think that might be why most fans seem to be higher on their football teams even the crappy football teams and maybe like being more realistic in other sports what do you guys think about that is that true that fans are more that are they're more well, realistic than other sports. You know, we you all guys also so many about... players to get excited about. Like in the NBA, it's like I'm a Spurs fan. I'm like trying to th- come up with like one guy to get excited about who could make a leap. You know, with you, in the NFL, there could be thirty. We could talk about like we could do have a ten minute conversation about like Hamilcar Rashad Jr. and it's like, oh, right. he had a couple of good plays. Right. Like, he's gonna right. make team or Jonathan Marshall, like you know, the ninth defensive lineman on the team. Right. Oh, so yeah. that's Lee. That's sort of what I'm saying. There's a lot of unknown young guys who could be good. Like they probably won't, but right. they could be good in basketball. Like you have one draft pick, you know, if he's a top eight pick, there's a chance he'll be good. If not, it's unlikely that it'll be anything special. And then, you know, the other guys are veterans. They basically do the same thing every year in baseball. You sort of know your pitching staff, you know, the, you know, it's like, there's not a lot of surprises. You know what See, I mean? Like, I, th- if- I think it has much more to do with the structure of each of the sports. So like in basketball, for example, you know, because it's such a stratified league, right? There's very, it's very, very, very rare for a team that's expected to be bad to be very good. Um, I mean, right. you could kind of say the Suns this year, but even that, you know, 
they they went eight no you know in the bubble last year they were they they signed a hall of fame player they were expected to at least compete for a playoff seed and then they got a little bit lucky you know they played the best team in the first round and that team got injured and they won you know uh, to take nothing away about what they did but that's like really really unusual in basketball you almost certainly know who you're going to be because one player is all the difference um in baseball because of the massive financial differences that different teams invest in their teams, it's very rare for a team that's garbage to go into the season with high expectations because they know, like, you know, we're 30th in payroll, we have no chance. Whereas every NFL team is basically invested in the same way financially on a year-to-year basis, right? Like the Dodgers have no no question that they're always going to compete or the Yankees or whatever. And then, you know, there's other teams like, like the Pirates. Or, and so football is the only sport where, where every team basically spends the same amount of money right? Where there's the fewest number of games. And so you can have the, and, and, and the one game wins everything. There's no series, right? So, so you can have the highest variance of outcomes. I think, um, I think it has a lot more to do with those things. I think those are all true. And I also think just the unknown of all the young players that are going to contribute to that success yeah. or lack. Well, yeah, the more players on a field, the more marginal difference that, yeah, one guy can have Yeah, That's true. But baseball has guys come out of nowhere all the time. Yeah. But not usually to be like stars that are going to carry a team. You know what I, I mean? mean I don't know. I mean, like, there's a lot of guys who are complete non-prospects. Your favorite player of all time, Mike Piazza. What was he, a 60-second round pick? Right, but what? Right, but that's that's different. Once he came into the major leagues, he was a superstar, and then he you knew he was a superstar. Okay, but so there's also projecting, you weren't projecting the Dodgers in 1988 when he was drafted. You were projecting them in 1993 when he won Rookie of the no, Year. No, but there's a lot of guys who come into the league and were not hot prospects and are sort of just getting a chance because you know they're sort of aging out of AAA, and then they're sort of surprised. Brian Dozier for the twins at 26 years old sort of makes it as a second baseman. He'll be there for a year and then he'll move on because he's not really any good. He had no power throughout and he ends up having 40 homers year after year after year in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of that. There's a lot of guys who do that kind of thing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.